1: Insights were taken over. You got your Bible? Let's say it together, everybody. I am unconditionally loved by God and at Harvest Church. I'm in my year of acceleration, accelerated progress, accelerated faith. This year, all I do is win. In Jesus' name, Selah. Remain standing with me. I want you to go to Leviticus chapter 23. Leviticus chapter 23. Say Shana-tova. Shanatova. Leviticus chapter 23 and verse number 1. When I mean, you got it, say, I got it, bishop. Still flipping, say, hold on, bishop. Now, look, it ain't that hard to find Genesis, Exodus. Some of y'all, not sure what's next. <laughs> Leviticus. Leviticus, um, uh, Levi. One of the sons of Jacob, Uh, Levi, means attached. Uh, There's some things in Leviticus that as they come forth, we're to remain attached to. Leviticus 23 and 1. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel. Now, I could preach a whole message on that first verse. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, you speak to the children of Israel. Too many Christians get into trouble because they, 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 they think that they can do it without Moses. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, you tell them. He didn't bypass his order. He didn't bypass his system. Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, the feast of the Lord. Say the feast of the Lord. The of the Lord. Which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations. He says, you shall proclaim these to be what? holy convocations these are my feasts in other words says moses i want you to tell them that there's some certain times throughout the year uh, that you're going to tell them they need to gather say convocation and tell them they're not gathering just because it's something cute to do just because out of some religion and form and fashion and tradition he says moses this is my feast, and I can only imagine if it was a literal natural feast, and we were sitting at God's table, what He'd serve. You ever had somebody invite you to a meal, and because of who invited you, you thought we're gonna eat good. You like, you like, who invited? Oh, oh yeah, that's gonna be good. They cook. And if you knew they couldn't cook, you knew they had some money, so you knew they was going to get good food catered in. Because it was their feast. I, 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 just, I just need you to, to, to just let this rest on you for a minute. Say, this is, this is God's, feast God's feast for me. For me. Amen. Father, customize. Taylor, make this message for us, your people, that we would move and walk in the things that you have ordained. We say, Shana Tova, that is, welcome to this new year. You have a good year. This is your feast. We welcome 5779. Tonight, what we prophesy, what we decree, what we declare, it shall be. And it shall manifest with great expedience. In Jesus' name, everybody said, You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Today, we are all uh, gathered together as the Bible commands, both in person and online, to welcome a new spiritual year, the year 5779. Because the Bible commands us to have a convocation, which means to physically gather together. Say, this is God's feast. Now, God nor the Bible is based off of the Gregorian calendar, named after Pope Gregory uh, the 13th, that goes from January to December. Instead, the Bible is based off of the Hebrew calendar. And those months, I'm going to do them very quickly because you can listen to the message again. Nisan, Iyar, Sivan, Tammuz, Av, Elul, Tishri, Sesvan, Kislev, Tevet, Shavat, and Adar. You got that? You get it on the replay. I get it on the replay. Now, now that's what the Bible is based off of. So God does not consider it to be a new year, December 31st going into January 1st. God says right here, right now, in the middle of what you call September, I'm saying reset. Right here in the middle of what you call fall, I am declaring you're not falling down, you're not falling backward, but you are falling See, the Hebrew calendar actually technically has four different starts to the calendar depending on the purpose. But the civil year, that's when the number of the year changes. It changes at Rosh Hashanah. That is this day known as the Feast of Trumpets. And hear me, it has begun. Somebody say it has begun. I like this concept with God because if you think about it, there's only four seasons to a year. Winter, spring, summer, fall. Now think about it. If there are four different starts in the Hebrew uh, to the calendar, then what this is communicating is that God says every season I'm giving you an opportunity to start again. I like it because it it communicates that God is constantly offering resets. You know, the issue that many of us run into is that we feel stuck, we feel stagnant, we feel angry, we feel mad. And the issue that we really have, watch this, is that uh, we think that we don't get an opportunity to give it a do-over. We don't get an opportunity to have a reset. We don't have an opportunity to start fresh. But I'm here to tell somebody that God says, I built it into my system. Built into my system is that there's a new beginning. Built into my system is that there's a fresh start. Somebody say there's a fresh start. And what you need to understand is that God offers us new beginnings by design. Because the greatest change is what's going on, watch this, not around you, but the greatest change that's happening has been in you. See, the reality is you're not the same man, you're not the same woman today that you were 12 months ago. You're not the same man, you're not the same woman than you were, watch this, a week ago. I think some of us can be honest, we're not the same person we were 48 hours ago because we, life has been making us accelerate evolve at a very quick pace shana tova in hebrew it means watch this it doesn't just mean have a good year it is a personal pronoun which means watch this i am directing who is to have a good year in other words shana tova isn't just saying everybody have a good year shana tova is like you pointing the finger at yourself and saying you have a good year in other words Shanatova is when God says, I need you to learn how to take control and how to take authority and speak life into your own life. And I need you to take authority and take control and speak that all things are working together for your good into your own life. Somebody holler Shanatova. I said holler and not say it loud. Uh, that'll work. Now, feast, feast in scripture. We're getting there. Feast. In Scripture, it literally means an appointed time when heaven invades earth. An appointed time when heaven invades earth. Say feast. It's appointed time. Who sets the appointment? God does. Where heaven invades earth. Uh, uh, And in these feasts, God says there's to be holy convocations. Uh, That is a gathering. It's a meeting now, a feast, between God and men that God sets, which is significant. Because when you pray, praise, and worship, you can set an appointment with God. There's many times where you felt very distant from God because of your circumstances and situations, and then you began to pray, and all of a sudden, you were in the presence of the king. There were times when you felt like uh, doing nothing but worry, and you started to worship, and you found yourself in the presence of the waymaker. There were times when you said, God, I'm so confused, I don't know what to do, and you began to pray, and you found yourself in the very presence of the Prince of Peace. Prayer, praise, and worship is when you set an appointment with God, but a feast is when God says, I don't care what the heck you got going on, I'm setting an appointment with you. Which is why for everybody that's in uh, the physical uh, building tonight that's under the sound of my voice, I need to make a special announcement for you. God says to you, because you made sure that what was important to me was important to you, God says this is going to be a year that's fruitful and it's going to be sweet for you. Somebody holler, I believe that. Now, 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 a feast, it's simple. It, It is an appointment that God sets with you. And here's the concept. The concept was simple. If you missed the convocation, if you missed the appointment, you wouldn't get it until the next time it came around. God is not like your doctor where you get to schedule him when it's convenient. In fact, if I was to be honest with you, nothing about the way God times anything is ever convenient. The way God does everything is always inconvenient for your time. It's always inconvenient for when you think it should happen. It's always inconvenient for the way you think it should happen because God does not work for you. No, baby boy, you work for God. God is not employed by you. You are employed by God. God is not at your service. You and I get the privilege of being in his service. Now, y'all still with me? There are seven major feasts. We're going there. We're going to get there real quickly. I'm going to ten, and I'm just going to pop out like that and go there. There are seven major feasts. How many? All feasts point to Jesus as the Messiah. What's Messiah? Savior. It's the Savior. All the feasts point to Jesus as the Savior. Moshiach is the word in Hebrew. As a way for the Hebrews to believe and to fulfill all things that were prophesied. See, the Hebrews... They were disobedient. There's a message I'm going to do in the series called a chicken head spirit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what they do. See, 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 in the scripture, God, God says, God says this. If you're doing your daily Bible reading in the harvest app, because you can read through the whole Bible in a year, the scripture says this. It says, You have the forehead of a whore. He says, You're hard headed. You don't listen. And he says, and what's even worse is that you're listening, watch this, to who's pipping you, and you're listening to who's playing you, but you won't listen to who's trying to save you. You got the forehead of a it's the chicken head spirit. The children of Israel were chicken heads. They they they, they were. God would do all of these great, awesome things for them. He'd he'd heal them. He'd he'd bring them out of captivity. He'd, he'd, He'd draw food from heaven when they were hungry, bring water out of a rock when they were thirsty. He'd blow back the sea and give them dry land to walk on. And every time they ran into a difficulty, they doubted him. It's the equivalent of being married to somebody that because they didn't put the frosted flakes back, you serve them divorce papers. At a certain point, you're going to say, you know what? Just leave then. Because if every little thing is going to make you blow up the whole ship, I tell you what, I don't want to be on your ship. That's how the children of Israel are. The Bible says they have the foreheads of whores. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Jeremiah 3. Now, check this out. Here's what's significant. So, what happens in Scripture is that God, if you look at their life, it's like up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. So the biggest you know, way to get somebody to act right is to take away their options. So for 430 years, he took away their options. And he said, you have no option except to do what Pharaoh says. Because you couldn't manage freedom. And because you, watch this, I I don't know who I need to talk to. For some people, I'm feeling real apostolic tonight. For some people, the issue is, watch this, you don't know how to live without a struggle. You don't know how to live without drama. You don't know how to live without a problem. So when things get good, you find a way to act like a chicken head and start messing stuff up. So... If you ain't got nothing to fight, some of you don't know how to have peace. You ask God for godly people in your life. And godly people don't come with a lot of baggage and drama. And so because there's no baggage and drama with them, you start baggage and drama with them. Because you don't know how to live without drama. You don't know how to live without problems. You don't know what it is to have a good day. Cause if it's, you're having a good day, you say, something about to go wrong, something about to change. I don't know, it shouldn't be this good. I'm going to tell you God did not die and go through everything that he went through for you to be messed up, jacked up, tied up and tangled up. He came, let's preach, bishop, that you might rule and reign and conquer and subdue. So, so he said y'all don't know how to manage freedom. He said, so for 430 years I'm going to remove your options. Some of you, that's where you're at right now. It, 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 you're like, God, why is this going on? Why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? He says, because I gave you freedom. You mismanaged it, so I took it. I put you back in captivity because with no options, I bet you I'll get your attention now. Because if I don't make a way, who will make a way? I'm preaching. So watch this. Watch this. So for 430 years, he says, I'm taking your options away. And he says, I'm going to bring a savior. I'm going to bring somebody to deliver you, a deliverer. So that person became Moses. Moses delivers them, brings them out of 430 years of bondage. Overnight, they go from, watch this, they go from broken and broke to the next day, richy rich. (laughs) Which means money isn't the promised land. He made them rich overnight, but they still didn't possess the promise. Don't think that getting money is going to fix your internal issues. Don't think that getting a better job is going to fix you. Don't think that moving cities is going to fix you. Don't <laughs> so overnight, they come out of 430 years of bondage. And when they come out of 430 years of bondage, watch this. They got out of Egypt. Egypt never got out of them. Egypt means narrow-minded. Chicken head. <laughs> but now when I preach the message later on, y'all don't act like y'all knew what I was going to say, okay? I'm throwing it in the series somewhere. I don't know. I'm just going to throw it in there somewhere. I'm going to throw it in there. It's going to be Christmas, and I'm going to throw it in there somewhere. So they come out of 430 years of bondage, and they found ways to keep getting in bondage. They found ways to give up what they prayed down. They found ways. And if you and I are really honest with ourselves tonight, there's a lot of things where we begged and pleaded and asked, and then he did it, and then we tore it up. But I got good news for somebody. If you still got breath in your body, God is not done with you yet. So they were always looking for these messianic figures to deliver them. So then we get to the book of Judges. So Moses, Moses hands the torch to Joshua. Joshua's like, I can't stand y'all. Joshua says, Y'all can do whatever you want to do, but as for me and my house, we gonna serve the Lord. Joshua said, Y'all can go to hell for all I care. I, I <laughs> but baby, you better get them, get it, Now go now, get them, get them kids, get ready. It's time for church now going now we got sound checking 10 watch so then you get to the book of Judges they are always looking for these messianic figures to come deliver them give us us free so Gideon would do it Samson would do it Barak would do it I didn't see no let me stop guess what? The Bible says didn't they would go right back. Lord, get me out of this mess. Come on, let's go. Tuesday, where they at? They ain't answering the phone. They won't respond to the text. God is like, they must be back over there in that mess. Whenever people don't answer your calls, it's because they're doing something they know that you don't want them to be doing. Side note. Here it is. So God is like, I don't know how to, these guys, these people. No, no, no. These people. Yeah, looked at somebody and said, this person. This joker here. So what does the Bible say? Before the foundation of the earth, the Lamb was slain. God knew from Jump Street it was going to take him to do it. Because they had a tendency to go back to the very thing that they begged to get out of. They begged out of depression. I got them out of depression. And they listened to the same songs that they got in depression over. Y'all not talking about that. They, they, they begged out of gangs. And I got them out of gangs. And they still trying to... Yo, yo. So before the foundation of the earth, God is like, I know what I'm gonna have to do. I'm gonna have to do it. You ever looked at something and you were starting to explain it to somebody? And as you're telling them, this is what I need you to do, you said, you know what? It'd just be easy for me to do it myself. That's the Bible. Amen. God is like, you do it, you do it, you do it. And he's like, Ain't none of y'all doing it. He said, I tell you what, I'll do it myself. So before the foundation of the earth, the Bible says the lamb was slain. Which means what we're reading, it looks like, oh, what's God going to do? God is like, I knew this was going to happen up front. I'm omniscient. I'm Omni-science. So since I knew everything before it ever happened and there is no science without omni because everything that you study will eventually get you back to me. He says, so what I need you to know is that bef- I knew y'all weren't going to get it. So I decided to pre-slay myself. So when you see me hanging on the cross, I've been there, done that. Because before the foundation of the world, I was slain. In other words, he says, what I'm going to do is when I come, I'm going to be the final Messiah. Ain't going to need to be another Messiah after me because I'm going to do what none of them have been able to do, which is to shed their blood for you so that when they shed their blood, it will cover and atone for everything and anything that you would ever do. Moses' blood couldn't do that. Joshua's blood couldn't do that. Abraham's blood couldn't do that. Deborah's blood couldn't do that. Samson's blood couldn't do that. Why? They were sinful, but the blood of Jesus i think there's somebody in here that knows that that blood still works slap somebody high five say it still works so so why'd you say that bishop because there's seven major feasts and all of the scripture when you read the prophecies about this messiah that would come they point to jesus so now watch this since the feasts are fulfilled in jesus Anyone who is a Christian is presented with the opportunity to meet with God. And the blessings of the feast no longer just apply to the Hebrews. Because if you never heard this, you're like, what, are we becoming Jews now? Mm-mm. I don't want to do that. Why, I like lobster and pork. <laughs> Praise him. Can I get two or three amens right there? But the blessings of the feast now apply to anyone that's in Jesus. Now, how many major feasts are there? Seven. Seven is the biblical number of completion. So we see then the picture of entering into God's shalom fulfilled through the seven feasts. In other words, when you honor the feast, you see shalom. If you dishonor the feast, you don't see shalom, which is why so many Christians talk shalom but don't see shalom because they don't honor what's necessary to get shalom. If you don't know what shalom is, it's the Hebrew word for peace, which means nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. One more time. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. See, you've honored the first of the fall feasts. So here's what you're communicating to God. I want nothing missing in my life, nothing broken in my life, nothing lacking in my life. Watch this. And even if hell is going on, all is well in my life. Why? Because I've learned how to walk through hell and keep going. I've learned how to deal with storms and not let the storm uh, get in me. You know, it's interesting because we got this hurricane that's 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 getting ready to now turn uh, towards uh, the uh, eastern seaboard board in the United States. And what's significant about it is I I was looking at the coverage on it this morning and I was I was really blown away in many ways. because I said there's so many messages that can be taken out of that. I said the storm is coming and nobody can stop it. All they can do is prepare for it. I said, the storm is coming. Watch this. And they got notice it was coming. Most of us don't. Which means if you ever know a storm is coming, you're blessed because God's given you time to prepare. But then I thought, there's people who maybe due to their financial situation, what have you, they're not going to be able to get uh, get out and this, that, and the other. And they're saying mandatory evacuations, you have to get out. And if you don't get out, we're going to knock on your door tonight at 8 o'clock and say, tell us the next to can because we're not coming to rescue you. Which means they're telling them up front, if you can't survive this, you own your own. I said, there's so many messages there because so many storms in life, that's how we feel, like it's just us. We're the only one that's dealing with that storm. We're the only one that's dealing with that particular issue. And so when you look at this concept, when you look at this concept, so many Christians, watch this, are expecting to see something that they've not honored what's necessary to see it. So... Uh, for those preparing for the hurricane, they said, this is what you need to do, and if you don't do this, we can't guarantee this. In other words, they're saying, if you want this, you've got to do this. God says, if you want shalom in your life, you've got to honor the feast. Point blank, bottom line. Now, there are four spring feasts. Y'all with me? I'm talking because I'm about to preach it in a minute. There's four spring feasts. Pas- now, we're not in spring, so we're going to hit these fast. Passover, say Passover. Passover. After that, say Feast of Unleavened Bread. Feast of First Fruits. That's Easter Sunday, we call it, or Resurrection Sunday. That's the Feast of First Fruits. And said so the Feast of Pentecost. It's also known as the Feast of Weeks or the Feast of Harvest. There are three fall feasts, and this is the one we're at today. The first of these fall feasts is the Feast of Trumpets, also called Rosh Hashanah. Trumpets in Scripture were really a more Greco Roman thing. In Scripture, what they used was the ram's horn. And if you've been here for any amount of time, you've probably heard me teach about the ram's horn. The ram's horn uh, was used for several things, but two things in primary uh, use. And one, it was used to anoint someone. They would fill the horn with oil, and whoever they put that over, if that person was who God had selected, the oil would flow. If God didn't select them, then the oil would be stopped up. The second thing that the horn was used for is it was used, to, it was blown, and any time you heard the ram's horn blown, Everything that was out of order was called into order. Which means God said, watch this, I'll make a sound. And that sound will tell everybody, get it together. So what's happening right now in the realm of the spirit? The ram's horn is being blown. And God is saying to everything in your life, get it together. This is why, watch this, you've uh, lately been confronted with situations that were unresolved and and you were trying to, I'm talking to somebody, you were trying to avoid it, you were trying to not deal with it, you were trying to not look at it, but God says, no baby, this is Rosh Hashanah, which means the ram's horn is blowing, so everything has got to come into order, which means anything that's not right, I got to bring it to your face, I got to bring it to the forefront so it can get right. Say the ram's horn is blowing. There are some people you were trying to avoid, and God said, no, nope, I'm going to send them right in front of your face because you got unresolved bitterness. You got unresolved anger. There were some situations you were trying to avoid, and God says, I'm going to put it right in front of your face. Why? Because I need everything in your life to come into order. Somebody say order. order. Now, now, blowing the so far was calling things into order, which meant disorder had to go. Say disorder. You have to go. So, so disorder has to leave your finances, has to leave your family. That's why, that's why there's been some quick endings to some stuff lately. Why? Because God said, nope, can't come, can't come. There are LMA, a lot of a Miriam and a Achan, and they can't come. So it's just got to be over. It's just got to be over, and it's got to be over today. Amen. It's got to be over. Somebody say, this order, this order has to go. Now say it like you believe is leaving your life. Say, this order has to go. <laughs> See, if you got a physical sickness or illness, that's disorder in your body. Rosh Hashanah says, you got to go. If you're struggling to pay your bills, God says, I didn't die for that. If you're a faithful giver, and I'm only talking to faithful givers there, then God says, you're not built to live paycheck to paycheck. You're not built to struggle and strain, and so disorder in your finances has to go. The sound of the shofar was also to awaken the listener from their slumber. When the SOFAR was blown, the concept was that people would be in a slumber. Let me say it another way. People would not be aware of what's going on because they are so distracted with their daily grind. (laughs) You can be so distracted with your daily grind that you're not paying attention to what's going on around you. You, You're not even paying attention to the fact that your children are crazy because you're so busy Okay, y'all don't want to talk to me. You're not even paying attention to the fact of what's going on in your marriage, what's going on in how you serve, what's going on in how you live, what's going on in how you speak. You're not paying any attention to what's going on because you're in a slumber. Y'all remember slumber parties? Yeah, okay. Yes, no. Depending on where you grew up, they maybe called it sleepover or go to your cousin's house, depending on. <laughs> Check it out. Check it out. Here was the concept. Do you remember how nobody really paid attention to the time to get up? Because everybody was in a slumber. Nobody was looking at the clock for when to go to sleep. In fact, everybody's trying to, let's stay up late. Problem with staying up late is that you miss the morning. Some of you, God says, you have been missing what's going on around you because you have been so distracted. You've been in a slumber. You've been in a stupor. You've not been paying any attention. And so Rosh Hashanah comes and says, wake up. Come up from your slumber. Here's what else it means. It alerts to the coming judgment that's finalized on the day of atonement. So this is the first. Got it. Next week, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to gather for the second, which is the Day of Atonement. The Bible commands us to gather for these holy days. Uh, now, and just so you know, there's a lot of stuff Christians celebrate that ain't in the Bible. Lent ain't in the Bible. Ask Wednesday, you're going to tear your skin up. Not in the Scripture. It's not in the Scripture. Not in scripture okay? There's a lot of things Christians do that's not in the Scripture. Okay? So at Harvest, we practice the book. So that's what we do around here. That's what we do around here. We, we practice the book. Got it? And, 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 okay, so now watch this. It alerts to coming judgment that's finalized on the Day of Atonement. Now, so between now and next Wednesday, uh, what are called, because again, remember Rosh Hashanah technically started a little bit before tonight, uh, they're called 10 days of awe. Say awe. Between now and next Wednesday, uh, uh, God decides what your new year is going to be. I like that he doesn't do it on a day because he knows you might have a human day. (laughs) He says, so I'm going to give 10 days before I make judgment concerning what's happening in the new year. Again, remember, Rosh Hashanah technically started a little bit before today. Now, take this out. Y'all still with me? Now, now. It normally occurs at the new moon, and only the slightest crescent would be visible. However, sometimes clouds would obscure the moon, and witnesses were required to be watchful. Uh, This is why the scripture says uh, it talks about watch and pray. Be watchful, because Rosh Hashanah, the trumpet would sound, the shofar would sound, and one would hear it, one wouldn't. One would pay attention, the other wouldn't. In other words, everybody in here is hearing what I'm saying, but everybody in here might not experience what I'm saying. Because somebody's going to leave here and take what they learned tonight and go put it in play. And somebody else might take it and say, oh, that was nice. That was cool. That was cool. I'm talking to the people that say, I don't just want to hear. I want to see. Where are those people at in this room tonight? Where are the people that just say, I don't just want to hear about the great things God is about to do. I want to see the great things. Somebody say, I'm ready to see it. no 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 now, 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 check this out. Check this out. Check this out. Hebrews around the world, as I said, are taking honey mm-hmm. with an apple to declare this is going to be a sweet and fruitful year, a pleasant year, a fulfilling year, an accomplished year, an incredible year. Now, I want to give you these instructions because you're going to be shouting in a minute. So I want to make sure you hear these instructions. Uh, in these 10 days of awe, here are your instructions. What are the instructions, Bishop? Prayer. Now, somebody said, Bishop, I pray. Mm-mm, this is a different type of prayer. This is intentional and focused. Say intentional and focused. I brought up my targeted prayer list today, and I was I was I was, uh, I was happy and mad. Now say why are you happy, Bishop? Because most of it's done. Say why are you mad, Bishop? Because most of it's done. I say why would you be mad about that? No, I'm not mad because most of it's done. What I what here's what, here's what I'm getting. What New you to understand? is that God says, oh, you thought I was playing? When you are intentional with prayer, like what we're going to be, we should always be, but especially during this time, when you're intentional with it, you'll begin to pray things, watch this, that you wouldn't normally pray, but the faith of the feast will stir you to pray. What are you saying? Because heaven has now made an appointment. And heaven said, let's meet. If heaven is having a meeting, heaven don't want you to come to the table empty-handed. So heaven is like, so what, what is, what's going on? What is it? What is it? God is not looking for you to come with, Lord, just, I just, just give me a good day today. Touch the neighbor and say, and please don't, please don't be offended. Touch the neighbor and say, no punk prayers. Oh, Lord, if, oh, Lord, I just want to see you, Jesus Please, keep that. Oh, Lord. Oh, Father. Oh, Father, would you just move, Father? No, God is like, God is like, I want your prayer to be so large in scope, so big in hope, that after you pray, you're like, did I pray that? God says, why don't you finally put a challenge on the table? You pray in this little stuff, Lord, please let my money get into Friday so I can pay my sprint bill. And God is like, Really? So I went through all of that so Sprint could get $25? Somebody say big prayers, say bold prayers. Pray some prayers like Joshua. Lord, let the sun stand still that I might have revenge over my enemies. Pray pray some prayers like Peter. Lord, if it's you, bid me come. I'm scared. It don't make sense. I don't know how it's going to work, but bid me come. Somebody say big prayers. Then it's a time of consecration. Consecration means setting yourself apart. Don't be just around everybody and anybody anytime, but especially between now and next Wednesday. Consecration means a setting of yourself. Set yourself apart. Anybody that causes you drama, this is the time to be busy. They say uh, Busy. Unavailable. Got it? Say, set myself apart. Time of fasting. Next Wednesday, we're going to fast. Watch this all day. That's a water fast. So get you some lemon, some lime, some cucumber, orange, strawberries, whatever. Got it? That's what we're doing. And I'm going to show you where that's at in the description in just a minute. Got it? Here's the last thing. Repentance. Prayer, consecration, fasting. We're going to do that next Wednesday. If you want to fast more than that, you can fast more than that, but the corporate fast is next Wednesday. And repentance. Repentance means to self-reflect and self-correct. Here's the difference between what most Christians do, which is apologizing and repentance. Here's apologizing. Lord, please forgive me. In Jesus' name, amen. Tuesday. Lord, please forgive me for the same thing I asked you for forgiveness for yesterday. In Jesus' name, amen. That's apologizing. Here's repentance. It's this Hebrew word, teshuva, which means change directions. So here's repentance. This person makes me cuss. And it's not that they make me. It's just that I can't hold my tongue when I'm around them. I'm just trying to keep it simple. So here's Repentance. Here's repentance. Here's repentance. Okay. Change directions. So when I go around crazy, I cuss. Change directions. Here's repentance. Let me make it real practical. When I go to that website, don't get quiet on me Wednesday. Don't do that Wednesday. When I go to that website, it makes me click on things. And it ain't that it makes me click on things. So I click on things. Here's repentance. Y'all ain't saying that. Y'all ain't saying that. Here's the, if I don't wake up by this time, y'all ain't talking, then I already know what's going to happen. So here's repentance. Let me change directions. We often think of repentance, and I just gave you some real practical examples. We often don't think of repentance in our daily walk. We think of repentance for like the big stuff. But God is like, I need you to be thinking about changing directions about the simple stuff. If you keep giving somebody your eggs to run upstairs and they keep dropping them, repent. Give somebody else the eggs. Some of y'all got excited on Sunday's message about the LMAs, but really you need to be repenting because you kept trusting them. Be careful when you give people a second chance at the same thing. Is Leviticus 23:34, 24, 23:24. Y'all all right? Uh, just about done. I'm just teaching. You mind me just taking my time tonight? Are you okay with this? You, you okay? I just want to make sure you get it. All right, all right. All right. Leviticus 23:24. Speak to the children of Israel, saying in the seventh month, on the first day of the month. Now, remember, it's got these four different starts. So this is referring uh, to one of the different starts uh, of the year based on the agricultural calendar. In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall have a Sabbath rest, a moral of blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. So we're talking about the feast of. Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah. Verse 25, you shall do no customary work on it, and you shall offer a what? Offering made by fire to the Lord. So here's the last part of your instruction. Between now and next Wednesday, what does the Bible say? An offering made by what? Fire. What does that mean? Sacrifice. What does that mean? It hurts. Oh, God. So here's the challenge. You ready? Between now and next Wednesday. Between when? When? Sow the most significant seed you've ever sown. It's right there. Made by fire, in Scripture, it was called a burn offering. The burn offering was significant because it was a sacrifice that could never, ever be replenished. Once you burn it, it never goes back to what it was. Now, why would God say do this at the beginning of the year? Because it sets the tone for the remainder of the year. The seed you're going to put down today... You' are gonna see popping up all throughout this year, and today, meaning today between now and Wednesday, you got it. Okay, you got your instructions. You got all your technical stuff. Okay, now here's what you're ready for: the prophetic word for the new spiritual year. Yeah, I knew this is what you really wanted. Somebody said God plays the numbers in scripture it's called gematria that is the study of biblical numerology that is the significance that numbers have in the everyday life of individuals because every number has a spiritual significance behind the number here o israel the lord our god is one one being unity god says i am one wherever there is unity that's where i am that's where if there are two or three gathered in my name i one am in the midst of them are you catching the point here so now a biblical numerology seven it took seven days for the lord uh, to create the earth set not seven literal days seven days because a day is as a thousand years into the lord so we don't know the exact time frame that it took god on each of these days as we call them for him to do his work but we simply know that when moses went back and god brought it to moses mind when moses was looking back he said call it a day he says now they don't need to know that it ain't a literal day but it's a day to me because a day to me i'm not bound by time you're bound by time so you got to call it a day but i'm not bound by time so i just say a day why because for a day for me this is a thousand years Which means it could have been a year, a thousand years, 10,000 years, a million years. You don't really know, but that's not their significance. It took me seven. Seven was the number of completion. On the seventh day, that was the Sabbath. That's the day I rested. So now it is the day of Shalom. There was nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. Everything was well. I looked back over what I did the last six days, and I had determined that everything I did in six days was good. So I took the seventh day to say, all is well. 40 that's the number of testing so you see Moses uh, for 40 years and uh, on the backside of the desert where he is tested where he is in a wilderness where he goes through a, a variety of situations that prepare him in order to lead the children of Israel Jesus now uh, fast for 40 days and forty nights he's out in the wilderness the Bible says he's tested he's being prepared are you catching the principle. Uh, the children of israel wander in the wilderness for 40 years going around the same mountain year after year after year 40 it is the number of testing it's the number of wilderness it's the number where you feel like god has left you but he's not left you because uh everything that seems like god is absent it is really simply god saying this is the test so 40 now being a number of testing god says well you can't i can't talk during the test because it's wrong for the teacher to speak during the test So I had to prepare you before the test so that when you got into the test, you would understand uh, uh, what it was to do in the test. Are you catching the principle here? So when we look now, when we look at the number 8, we were in the spiritual year 5778. Say 5778. When we look at 5778, what's significant about it uh, is that year uh, 8 means new beginning. Say new beginning means fresh start. And when you look at an 8, it's it's infinite. It goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on when you look at a figure 8. It always goes on and as long as it stays connected, it's always a fresh start, always a new beginning. Here's what's significant. 5778 was about one thing for you and that was preparation. You needed to get prepared. And this year is about one thing, manifestation. What you've sown, you'll reap. What you've prayed for will pop up. What you've prepared for will be present. And it's in the numbers. See, eight being a new beginning, but nine, check this out. Nine means this. It is, watch this, the number of birthday. The number of fruitfulness. Uh, Watch this. It means, watch this, this one shouted me. It means the completion of a cycle. You missed what I just said. In other words, God says, there's some cycles that you've been going through in life. There's some circles you've been going through in life. And God says, when you stepped into 5779, you came to the end of that cycle. Somebody say, I came to the end of it. See, eight means new year. It means a new circle. It means a new mindset. It means evolution. But now, nine is the number of birthing, the number of fruitfulness, the number of completion of a cycle. But here's this last one. It means the number of judgment. Judgment is only a scary word if you've been sowing crap. But if you've been sowing good stuff over this last 12 months, judgment is a good thing. Why? Because God's going to step in and by force, he's going to bring you fruit. Somebody say he's going to do it by force. Oh, you need to touch somebody else. Say he's going to do it by force. See, judgment is correction by force, but there's some things that were incorrectly taken, incorrectly stolen, incorrectly robbed from you, and God says, by force, I'm going to give it all back to you. Somebody say nine, nine, nine. Now now look at this. it, it It is birthing, fruitfulness, the completion of a cycle. Judgment. It's in the numbers. God plays the numbers. Here's the last piece. Isaiah 26, 16. I'm gonna give you your scriptures and we're gonna shout. Yeah. Isaiah 26, 16. I needed to give you the technical stuff first. Now let me give you the prophetic stuff. Okay? I wanted to make sure you were taught well. So that when folks go tomorrow and you're trying to tell them what all this is about, be like, church was good. what do he say? Shoot. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> I asked people that. I said, I said, I said I how's church? Oh, it's good, good. I said, what would I say? Because I'm not a pastor who just wants to have a good show. I want, I want you to have some substances and some results. All right, Isaiah 26, 16. Y'all ready? Here it is. Come on, Tonto. We're about to ride. Let's go. Isaiah 26, 16. Lord, in trouble they have visited you. They poured out a prayer when your chastening was upon them. He said, when you whooped them, they prayed. Verse 17: As a woman with child is in pain and cries out in her pangs when she draws near to the time of delivery, so we have been in your sight. They said, "Lord, we, we, we've been we've been like a woman that's pregnant and in pain when she draws near to her time of delivery. That's how we've been in your sight. Look at me." here's what he says we've always been near but never in we've been close but never possessed what's this what's this it's been in reach but it's never been in my hand i'm talking to somebody that where you're like there's things that like, like seems as soon as i get real close to it seems i get right next to it it's just like what happened This is what Isaiah says. This is how we've been in your sight. Am I talking to anybody? Verse 18. We have been with child. We have been in pain. Wait wait a minute. We have been with. We have been with. We have been with. In other words, it says, we're ready to give birth to something. What's another word for birthing? Manifestation. What number in the Bible is associated with birthing? Nine. What number are you in? Nine. Let me talk over here. Because I've got I to finish because I'm out of time. Look, look, look. We've been with child. We've been in pain. Watch this. We have, as it were, brought forth wind. In other words, I, I don't want to say it that way because that's kind of a gross way to say it. Um, Touch the neighbor and say, you've passed a lot of gas. Well, well, he says, all we've done when it was time for something to manifest is it's never happened. You've been talking about this for the last seven years, the last 10 years, the last 50. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, this is gonna happen, this is gonna happen, this, is gonna, happen, this is gonna happen. And God is like, God, and God is like, all you've been doing is And then, and then you'd have a big one, and you'd think you was about to go, and it wasn't nothing but phew. I'm trying to keep this as clean as I can so you get the point. Verse, it says, as it were, watch this, we have been in pain. We have been with child. You missed the best place to shop. As it were, we brought forth wind. Were, been, been. What are those words? Past tense. Somebody said that's over. effective win tonight oh god watch we haven't accomplished anything we've just been pooping. we've just been passing gas we've been acting like we're going to do it we've been saying it's going to happen we've been praying and every time we get there something makes us stop Fear creeps in, and we back down. I'm preaching to my own self here. You start thinking rational thoughts, and you call it wisdom, but really, it's, really it's, it's doubt that's wrapped in a nice package. First, it says, we have not accomplished any deliverance in the earth, nor have the inhabitants of the world fallen. What, what, what he's saying here is, God, we, we've been with a child. We've been trying to birth something, and it's not happened. And we've been like this pregnant lady that every time she thinks, oh, it's here, it's here, my water broke. That was just ice that melted from the kitchen floor. <laughs> but you're missing the, you're missing the, you're mi- the, the verse, the verse preaches his own self. It, it, it says this, as a woman with child is in pain and cries out in her pains as she draws near to the time of her delivery, we have been. We have been. We have been. We have been. We have. What I'm trying to tell you is God says in 5779, everything you prepared for in 5778, it's time for you to birth it out. Everything you've been speaking, it's time for you to see it. Everything you've been sowing for, it's time for you to see the harvest. Somebody say, I've waited my whole life to get to nine. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Say, we have been. Now, this is the prophetic word. Now, you can sit there and look at me like you're baptized in Picatus, or you can jump in this water that's stirred. God says, no more getting to it and stopping. This time when you get to it, watch this. Even if it looked like it ain't going to work, this year, say this year, this year, you're not bringing forth wind. This year, you're going to just walk. And as you walk, the scripture says that there was a day when the children of the Israel first left Egypt, he parted the Red Sea. Got it? But there was another sea they faced, another body of water rather that they faced. And this time God says, I'm not parting it until you get in it. When you get in it this time, look, 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 look. Last time you backed up from it because you said, ooh, this is, I can't do it. But in nine, you're going to look at it and say, for this reason was I sent. I waited my whole life to get here. And I'm finally, somebody say, I'm finally. In the right place. I just helped myself at the right time. Say I'm in the right place. At the right time. Say it again. I'm in the right place. At the right time. It's manifestation time. Give them a shout right there. One more verse. 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 Isaiah 66 and 9. We have been. As a woman with child, we have been in pain. (laughs) Is that anybody? (laughs) Anybody? You've been in some pain? If that's not you, then I ain't talking to you. But if it's you, watch Isaiah 66 9. I've taught you this verse before, but now let's connect the two verses. Isaiah 66, 69. They're going to put it up in New King James. I'm going to read it in the New Century Version. In the same way, I won't cause pain without allowing something new to be, to be born, says the Lord. This New Century Version. If I cause you the pain, I'm not stopping you from giving birth. Here's the shout. Look at me. Here's the shout. Because you didn't just survive, but because you thrived through the pain, God says, I'm not stopping you from giving birth. I'm not stopping you from manifesting. In fact, God says, now it is time for you to give birth. It is time for you to manifest, time for you to be fruitful. The completion of a cycle here. And somebody say, I went from preparation into manifestation. Say it again. I went from preparation into manifestation. Now, now look at me. Look at me. Because we're going to put a praise on this. Did you get the message? <laughs> Do you understand why we honor the feast? I, I, I wanted to go at a much faster pace, but I really wanted to make sure that you got it tonight. I, I, I need to make sure you got it. H- here's the shout. Say, so where's the shout, Bishop? Put that last verse up. Isaiah 66 and 9. You missed it. Uh, New King James says, shall I bring you to the time of birth and not do it? In In other words, look at me. God is like, God is like, look, this whole last year, you were evolving. New. He says, do you really think I would get you all the way here and then I stop it? God says, I'm not stopping it. In fact, because this is a feast, all of heaven is getting ready to back it. Y'all, what are you saying, Bishop? There's some stuff you sold for, some stuff you prayed for, some stuff you fasted for. And God says, I'm not going to stop it. In fact, I'm getting ready to come behind you so that you can birth it. You ain't stopping this time. You ain't stopping this time. You're not stopping this. You ain't stopping this time. Slap your neighbor high five. Say, I ain't stopping this time. Stop somebody else have five. Say I ain't stopping this time. He says, He says, He says, Why would I bring you to the time and stop it? God says, I'm not stopping it. This train has left the station. And God says, I'm not stopping it. And if God be for you, and if god be for you yeah yeah, y'all yeah, not getting it god says i'm not stopping it lay your hands to yourself say god's not stopping it god says and if i'm not stopping it if i be for you y- y'all missing it y'all missing it don't worry about any enemy don't worry about any hater don't worry about any issue because god says i'm not stopping it Shh, you better shout at him he said, I'm not stopping it. And if I'm not stopping it, no devil in hell will be able to Yeah! 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 Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. God says, I, I, several weeks ago, I said to myself, I said, Lord, all of that for this? I was having a private conversation between me and the Lord. It's none of your business what the this and the that was. I said, All of this for that? He says, Is that what you think I did? He said, I brought you to the point. Of giving birth watch 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 and he said now that you're in nine manifestation time fruitfulness the end of a cycle see some of you have felt like you just been on this circle and you just up on Monday up on Tuesday down on Wednesday down up up down up down and God says no that's over heaven is open right now And God says, I want you to tell everybody that's connected to you, son, I'm not stopping it. I'm not stopping Harvest. What you set out to do, you're going to do it, and it's going to be bigger and better than what you thought it would be. And I'm not stopping them. I said, Lord, all of that for this? He said, son, do you really think I'm going to end up owing you something? He says, in not many days henceforth, he said, son, don't you still have a prophecy over your life by September the 21st? I said, well, we do. He said, watch me do it. What's getting ready? Let me just quit preaching. Let me just go and do this. What's happening 9? Somebody say, watch him do it. You've all, listen, this ain't something, watch this, that needs to be new. When a woman brings forth a child, that child didn't just pop up on that day. That child began months in advance.
0: Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky?